Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Lunsail Cape is empty of dangers, and our heroes enjoy a night's rest. In the morning, they'll need to head back to the Sanguine Spear to report to their captain. But do they have a plan for how to deal with the pirate threat? Or is this now a high seas swashbuckling adventure? Find out now as we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. So, last time, you guys finished exploring Bloodsail Keep, and you defeated a death knight that you found all the way in the back of the caves, who was working on some kind of blood magic, blood ritual, blood something or other. Um, and as soon as you guys, like, walked into that cave, he turned around and went, Oh, this is great. I have to kill you and take your blood and use it for stuff. And then you killed the heck out of him with the help of your water elemental buddy who then, after everything was done, he took off out into the sea. Uh, at the end of all of that, you bedded down um, in the safe space of the, 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 the Admiral's quarters. Um, and now it's the morning of the following day. Um, you guys have been credited a long rest. You should be at full everything at this point. Um, and you are decked out in the various treasures that you've found. You have... Um, the day before you, um, you were, are, are we, are we doing anything else in the keep or are we making our way back to the boat? What, what's the battle plan here? Well, I think, uh, we need to come up with a battle plan. Um, I mean, focus is going to turn to, to Ari and Butch and, you know, you know, I was thinking about it overnight and, um, we can't necessarily go back empty handed. Um, I know we talked about last night about they wouldn't really know what we found here, but we also, I don't know. We, we, we need to figure out the captain, but we also don't want to alienate the crew or all of the crew either. So we should probably bring at least some treasure back for them. I, I think that, that, that that's a good idea. Falcus. I, I think it'd be weird. Um, and, if we were to come back with uh, jingling pockets ourselves and say, no, we didn't find anything. I uh, I want to keep this crown. So if we have to give them some stuff so I can keep this crown, that's fine with me. There's, there's enough stuff that we kind of didn't take that we can throw in a bag or a crate or uh, something. All right, you can keep the crown. It looks good on you. I'm it's keeping fine. the spyglass. I got that really ornate spyglass I'm keeping. And Butch, man, you got that awesome spice pouch like um, Billy's got, right? Uh, well, sure, but I'm more excited about this here jacket. That's right. <laughs> you know, my little hat. So uh, I'm looking good. So... We can definitely bring back some weapons. Uh, we can't bring in all the weapons that we found here, but, you know, but we can... Here's a sampling, you know? And, uh... <laughs> I'm guessing... We, we... You think about that little gnome guy. What, <laughs> that little gnome guy, what, what, what's he called? Um, I forget it. Short, Shorty Pie. And he... Tilbert. Yeah, yeah, he's got that he's got that flute foot. Anyway, he he's always talking about, you know, when we get paid, when do we get paid, when do we get paid? Well, I maybe we can get them paid and yeah. Focus Focus is going to dig around in, in in the uh money pouch and pull up uh a portion of the some of the gold and gem that we um acquired on this little adventure. Oh, uh Say five gold and uh, five gems each. Give them fifteen, fifteen. We'll split it around amongst the crew. 
All right. That's fair. Yep. Yep. And, and they don't need to know about, you know, my little spice pouch. Not that it's that big of a deal, but it, <laughs> when Ari shows up wearing a crown. Yeah. Is there a way? I, I mean, no one's going to gawk at my, at, at my jacket, but that crown. What? Don't y'all have one of them spells that can make something not work? Look like it's worth something different. If I remember correct, that just changes the value. If I'm trying to like, if I want to sell it to someone, they'll make it seem more valuable. But I think it's still going to look like a crown and act like a crown. And Casey can correct me. Don't you have prestidigitation? And I think I do too now. I do as well. Um, we could make it look tarnished. And yeah, I found this crown. It's all rusted and nasty looking. So it's not worth anything. We could soil it. This definitely isn't bigger than a than my head, which isn't that big. So we can, and I'll just kind of touch it and like soot it up. Well, that... Yeah, I think that does it. There you go. Yeah. And you can shine shine that right back up after uh Oh, I will. You know. But so th- that way they just they won't want it. Well, I we got a bag of gems and gold. We got you know, we got five heavy crossbows with some with some nice ammo. I think we're ready to go. What do y'all think? Let's do this. Yep. Time to head back. I'll see uh, what awaits us when we get there. Is there anything that you're... Are there any treasures that you've collected that you're leaving on the island? Or are you taking everything else that you haven't declared as for the crew and just bagging it up Um, for yourselves? We've divided everything, I think, last time. Because Falkus has the card and the diplopads back and stuff. So I think we've claimed everything worth value... Yeah, it's on our notes. Uh, loot from Plunder Island Treasure Room. You um, wrote everything out that we found in the room, and we split it apart. So, like, um, I took the Dark Moon card, Three of Beasts. Ari's got the Spell Scroll of the Sport Value. Um, I took the Diplomat's Pack and the Expensive Spyglass. Um, we took. We are bringing back the the crossbows for the crew. Um, and we split amongst ourselves 150 gold pieces uh, worth of precious gems and 75 gold pieces worth of coin. Um, but then we each gave up five, five and five of those uh, individually. Okay, so then the answer is that you're not leaving anything behind. Anything else that you guys found that you're keeping is just getting put in your bags. And then the idea there is just, hey, I'm not going to draw attention. Yes to my backpack. I'm just going to be aware that I have extra crap in it that they don't know about. Okay, that's totally fine. Yeah, we're, we're leaving here. I mean, the 40 gallons of what used to be wine, um, the pounds of salt, the griffin saddle that's fallen apart, and like the old bod files of perfume, and the purple ink is just being all left here. Because it's just in barrels and things that we can't really carry back. Okay, great. So you guys have this conversation about what to do with the loot. Okay, got a plan. Got it figured out. Going to get the pirates paid. Let's go back to the, the the spear. So you head out of the, the keep, basically tracking your way through the way that you had come in. You find your rowboat. You take off. Um, yeah, as, as you're like rowing away, you can see the two <laughs> lizards that you saw at the entrance sort of sunning themselves on, on the big rocks. And you're like, eh, it's the <laughs> one that bit me. Um, the water's pretty calm. Um, you're having an easy time rowing. And you pretty quickly make it make your way back to the ship, which is anchored not very far offshore. Um, but as you approach, you can hear the sounds of shouting coming from on board, like angry shouting. Kind of give everybody a look like that doesn't sound good. All right, well, I'll just I'll just keep keep rowing. Splash, splash, like we're uh, we're we're rowing up. To the boat. Okay. Um, you get to the side of the boat. Um, you're again, it's like set up to be able to be just climbed up. You know, it's all ready to go. Um, as you board the ship, you can see that there are several crew members in the middle of being dressed down by Captain Shark Tusks. Uh, the big orc is pacing the deck in front of Jackson, one of the humans on the crew, uh, and Billy Battlechin. They're both standing on deck at attention. 
and the captain is shouting at them like an angry drill sergeant. Oh, you're no more of this. I no longer care which of you is responsible for this mutiny. You both die, and I sleep better for it tonight. Uh, like, you just, like, I'll just, like, turn to, like, Ari and Butch and, like, mouth. Mutiny? What? Uh, 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 uh God, I don't know what to do, because, because, so, so, so we're, we're on deck now, and Billy and Jackson are being yelled at and being told that they're both gonna get killed. Um... The other crew are standing around on deck, like, nervously quiet, not saying anything, trying their, like, they seem to be trying their best not to draw attention to themselves. Ari's just gonna, like, look around, realizing this is not what we expected, and just be like, well, this is a warm welcome back, loud enough that the captain realizes we're here if he hasn't already. <sighs> That's brave. I'm intimidating. He looks up and he sees you guys, and he says... We'll debrief later. I'm in the middle of something. What's going on? He looks at you and he says, Mr. Battlechin was found with a vial of acid. After being explicitly ordered that no acids or large sources of flame be permitted on this ship. He says that he confiscated it from Jackson, who denies it. So I have no patience for mutiny. I'll just kill them both and we'll be done oh, with it. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Mr. Mr. Captain here... I, you know, not to put my neck in the, uh, you know, in, in the noose as well, but I told Green Battlechin, I told Battlechin that Jackson had the acid. We were all loading up, you know, back in the bo Booty Bay area, and we were all loading up, and then you told Jackson to get rid of all that acid, but he didn't get rid of all of it. So I I mentioned I told Battlechin that uh, Jackson still had a bottle, and that's that's why Bill you know that's why Battlechin you know n knew about it in the first place. I I've been there from the beginning. Roll. He was he was probably trying. Oh, Grunner man, go for it. I was like we were yeah. I was like point to to Ari. He's like when yeah we were all there. We were loading up the ship earlier, and we definitely saw that. We weren't sure what to make of it, um, and that's. Butch took it upon you know uh, for the three of us to mention it to Billy um, because he's your first mate, right? No, yes. he's not, is he the first mate? Yeah, to, because he's your first mate, and figuring he'd be the one who's best to tell you, not us, um, about that being the case. So Billy's not at fault here at all, and I don't know if you want to, you know, uh, help with the persuasion. Yeah, so Butch spoke up, so Butch is going to roll. But Ari and Falkus backed him up, so Butch is going to roll with advantage. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. With advantage? Okay, the first time I rolled was, was a four. And then the second time I rolled is a 19. Is that how you're reading this? I'm, I'm sorry, it's a little... Uh, confusing it is a little confusing because the first four and the 19 look the way it normally looks and then there's a f another four in the middle that like is written differently and i'm not sure why it's coming up this way so i'm just gonna go ahead and assume there's i feel like the odds are higher that this was a glitch and not just you rolling two mm. fours in a row I, th I think if if uh, the first time you clicked, it rolled from D&D Beyond into roll 20. That was the first roll. And was the second time you clicked it, did it roll only in D&D Beyond? Because I think if if there was like a, um, a momentary pause that it rolls a second time in D&D Beyond, if you click that die, it then sends that. That might be the case. Because it only like rolled the... For the listeners, when you do it in D&D Beyond, there's like actual dice that you can see, and I only saw it the once for for those. And it's showing up in roll 20 twice. But so I rolled a 4 and I rolled a 19. Um so I guess 19 is the roll. Cool. All right. So the big orc kind of looks at you guys for a minute and then he turns back to Jackson and he says, "That is exactly what Mr. Battlechin said. Do you care to change your story, Mr. Jackson?" 
Um, and you see Jackson kind of like look at the other crewmates who are all like hands up, like I don't know, I don't don't look at me, man. Um, and he starts to kind of stutter and answer, and the captain waves him off and says, "Enough, back to work, all of you, you three. And he points to the three of you guys. Come with me into the quarters for debriefing. And then, as fast as lightning, he pulls out his great axe and he attacks Jackson. <laughs> Uh, you know what? This is fine. I rolled a natural one, but the the captain does have multi-attack. So let's try one more time. Okay, cool. Um, 16. Actually, that he, <laughs> he kills him in one shot. Okay, cool. So um, he swings his axe and Jackson like barely ducks out of the way, but he just sort of uses the momentum to continue the swing, spins it around and hits him again. And it goes almost all the way right through him. Like, Ooh. no problem. Um, yeah. Jackson, that, that was faster than I thought. Okay, cool. So Jackson <laughs> is killed outright, and his, uh, bo- his body flumps down onto the deck. Um, the captain turns and starts walking down toward the below decks area and says, let's go. Come on. Uh, you guys. And points to some of the crew members and goes, clean that mess up. Ooh. All right. Yeah, Falcus is uh, just a little wide-eyed going, Okay. I'm thinking that could have been Billy. <laughs> that could be one of us. Yeah, right. We, we, this is gonna, uh, we gotta face this guy with just us versus him. This is gonna be rough. Anyway, uh, that's just like under the breath as we follow him down. Yes. He brings you into his quarters. He like, there's the, he's, like if you go down to the um, the lower decks, the captain's quarters are all the way in the aft. He um, unlocks the door, brings you guys in. There's enough space where he can sit down and um, he like has a desk in there and everything else. He sits at his desk and he turns to you and he says, all right, tell me about the island. What did you find? Well, uh, Captain, it, it appears that a lot of the wealth that may have been stored there at one point in time was taken with when they left uh, the previous occupants. Um, We did find a lot of stores that were rotten, um, but we did bring back some stuff that we could carry, um, and I'll start pulling out the crossbows, um, and then uh, if I've got it too, I'll, I'll hand down the bag of, of gems and gold. This is about all the gems and things that we scrounged up from 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 there but uh wasn't much else um there was a was he a death knight um yeah um there was some guy there performing some blood rites and blood rituals that i think has something to do with a lot of the heightened amount of animal attacks and weird things happen around this area, I think was was due in part to this guy. Um, but we dispatched him and uh, it seems that everything kind of calmed down afterwards. Uh, well, ca- uh, Captain, to, uh, more to the point, you, uh, you, you told us to go in and clear it out so if you wanted to use it. It was not clear. To begin with, first of all, you got your overgrowth. There's a lot of lizards and stuff, but that can be taken care of. Once we got into the keep itself, there were traps in just about every room. There were weird-looking magic monsters in just about every room. Our friend Ari just about got got strangled by by a carpet. By a magic carpet. By by a carpet. Now... I almost got eaten by a chest. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't going to try to embarrass you like that, Falcus. But what what we found were lots of deadly traps. There were blades coming from the ceiling. There were you know secret tiles on the floor and that. But to my knowledge, to my knowledge, we have disabled all those traps. And uh, opened every door and found mostly a bunch of rotten food. <laughs> and But, um, you know, 
as you can see, I got a nice a, a nice jacket here. You know, I went ahead and took that. It looked it fit me so so good. You know, um, but I I believe we have done what you told us to accomplish, and I, I believe that if any of your crew can get in there and uh, make it livable again, if you wanted to. So, with all this being said, Ari's kind of thinking about what just happened up on the deck. There's no like he just completely took out Jackson in one hit. So when Butch is done, I'm going to chime in and be like, they're absolutely correct. And the thing is, those traps that we disabled can very easily be enabled if need be. And not only oh, will I they keep so, yeah. people out, but they can keep people in things too if need be. And we're the only three who knows how to do that. So I'm just saying, if you want to use this, not only to hide your treasure... There are other things you can do, too, that we can help with. I would say that between Butch and Falkus over-exaggerating the amount of traps and the amount of danger in the dungeon and lying about how much was actually found in there as far as loot, I'm going to need a deception check. It can either be Falkus roll one and Butch roll one, or one of the two of you can roll it with advantage. Ari, give me a persuasion check. Okay. Focus, I, I got a plus one. I got a plus three, so you want me to roll with advantage? Yes, please. Mm. Ten or okay. four, but it's advantage, so it's the ten. Okay. And for my persuasion, I rolled a twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> you distract them completely. Just bring... What can I say? The crown is doing it. <laughs> so... You guys tell this story of danger and adventure and traps and monsters and I was almost dead all these different times and you look fine. You are healthy, you're you're not shot full of holes, like you're you're all put together and you're you feel you like you're healthy and and at full hit points. And he looks over you and he's like kind of not buying some of this and then he kind of takes a glance at the crown and then looks back at you guys again when you tell him about how oh yeah well these couple of gems are really all we found other than this fabulous coat and when you say that he kind of looks at the crown and then looks back at you guys and then you know you can you can tell that his um his demeanor is starting to get a little bit more aggressive and then Ari's like yeah man there's a lot going on in that place though and if you want to know all the secrets about it maybe we can talk about it later sometime the subtext there being if we're still alive. Um, so he considers all these things for a moment and then stands up and says, I don't trust you. And it didn't escape my notice that Mr. Jackson's mutinous act occurred within minutes of your arrival on my ship. I also know that Mr. Battlechin was the one that recruited you three. And now you come to his defense when I have good reason to suspect him of treachery. He takes a beat, and then he says, But, Mr. Battlechin has earned some measure of my trust. You are still new here and have a long way to go. And I do not think it's impossible that you're working with him to undermine me. I'll have my eye on you all. I'll be taking the morning watch since we're down a man. Come noon, you're back on the roster. Don't be late. And then he opens the door and has you guys leave before he closes and locks the door behind him. Okay. Gulp. So now, just for grins, um, for the benefit of the listeners, um, the duty roster on the Sanguine Spear, the morning shift was supposed, the morning lookout shift was supposed to be handled by Jackson, who is now a corpse. Um, when you guys get back up to the top deck, you'll see that the bloodstain is still there, and there are. Uh, um, What's his name? Lumpaul the Knoll is working on cleaning that up. But outside of that, the body's gone. Um, Mr. Battlechin's morning duties are in the kitchen. Um, uh, he's being assisted by Tilbur the Gnome. Um, and on your way up to the top deck, you would have passed Tisha on her way down to the storage hole uh, hold for her uh, equipment ins inspection. Um after lunch, right around noontime, Ari is supposed to take over for um, 
lookout duty for the afternoon and uh, Stinky Pete and Billy are going to be in the kitchen. And then at the beginning of the evening shift, <clears throat> it's going to be Butch on lookout duty. Uh, Lump Paul is the swabby. And then Two-Toed Ping is going to be assisting Billy in the kitchen. And then the overnight shift is um, the only activity that happens on the overnight shift is the lookout duty. And that's Falkus's job. Um, but you guys have the remaining of the morning until the beginning of Ari shift to yourselves. Uh, what would you like to do? I'm going to go over to Lump Paul and I'm just going to do a couple prestidigitations to kind of help clean that up a little bit. Just because I feel guilty that Jackson got killed. Like, I don't know what we we're expecting with the poison, but I feel like Ari has a wee bit of a conscience that she's just going to go and just kind of help speed up that process of getting the bloodstains out. Okay. Um, the way prestidigitation works, this is not very difficult for you to do. It takes a moment and you can, it's very quick. It speeds along. It doesn't do it all. Like it doesn't, it's not just snap your fingers and it's all gone, yeah. but it goes a long way into making this a lot faster and a lot easier job for Lumpal. Absolutely. And then I'm just going to kind of like pat him on the head and then like head back to Falcus and Butch. Uh, he gives you that same hyena like chuckle that he's been giving people. Um, but it is, he, he, he seems appreciative. Getting in his good graces. I want him to like me. Where'd you say uh, Tilber was? Morning shift. He and Billy would have retired to the galley. Yeah. Um, I'm. It's like I'll say to Ari. It's like I'll see you later after your shift. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go talk to Tilber for a second here. Um, Just catch up with him. Okay. Yeah, uh, he and Billy are in the galley. Uh, yeah, I'm going to grab some food. Um, and in passing with uh, Tilber, um, say, hey, Tilber. Yeah, what's going on? Dude, we definitely... F- dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. Hey, what's up, dude? Um, hopefully the captain spreads us out to the rest of the crew, but uh, we definitely found some, some gold and some uh, um, gems on that uh, island there. He gives a like a... F- like a uh, the 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 success baby on the beach kind of a fist pump and goes yes i knew it i'm gonna i'm gonna do like the uh look around make sure nobody else is looking and just kind of like slide across the table like i'm I'm assuming that like tilber's got like one of the white brags on the table and i'll just kind of slide underneath his white brag uh one gold and one gem and uh just kind of like you know because i like you this is part of the equal shares that everybody gets, right? Right. With a real slow blink or wink. You are wearing an eye patch, so it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blink wink. It's it's, okay. it's, it, it'll be. It'll be. I'll lift up the eye patch and give a wink with the under the eye patch eye. How's that? Oh man, I know exactly what gif I am putting on this tweet. Okay, um, <laughs> that happens, no problem. Uh, yeah, so I'll just finish up eating, and uh, I'll help Tilber finish cleaning up the rest of the galley, and head uh, probably head down for a nap or something because I've got to do the overnight shift, and just kind of wait for the afternoon to evening break when uh, Butch relieves Ari on lookout. And while all this is happening, I'm sunning myself in in the ropes on top deck, uh, picking my toes. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so about what time is it? Because I know I have shift at noon, so it's like mid-morning, like 10, 11-ish, I'm assuming. Uh, it can be, I mean, so unless there's anything else that you guys want to do before the shift change, we can just skip straight to the shift change at this point if you guys want. Perfect. Because, yeah, I'm just going to be pacing, thinking about some things, so... Okay. So then at the beginning of the afternoon shift, I just put away the duty roster. I forget what we're doing. Um, I'm in lookout. Yes. Ari's on lookout and Stinky Pete has gone into the galley to help Billy. Um, The rest of the crew is a lot of them are, you know, below decks at this point. Um, Some of them are milling about doing, you know, small this and that's on on deck. Uh, But no one has anything urgent at the moment. Um at some point 
um, you guys are still anchored. Um, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's not true. After the conversation with the captain and after the beginning of the first shift, uh, the crew would have hauled anchor and you would be slowly sailing back towards Stranglethorn. Um, getting a glimpse at the water and the way that the wind is blowing and everything else, it does seem that you are um, sailing against the current. So it is going to be a little bit of a longer time between when you leave here and arrive at Stranglethorn than when you were traveling um, toward here. All right, so it's the afternoon shift. I don't have anything to do. Um, I, I think my toes are plenty picked. <laughs> um, I'm guessing Falcus, you, you could be doing whatever you want, including sleeping. Yeah, probably taking a nap. But Ari... I am going up to relieve the captain. Okay. Oh, you're, you're relieving the captain because the captain would have been on the crow's nest. Yep, so he's he's gone now. I kicked him out. <laughs> okay, so you're on watch. Now, I can do whatever I want. It's just my time. I'm going to actually go into the ga- uh, galley <laughs> and talk to uh, old Butch Battlechin. Um. Yeah, just just to have a conversation, you know. Um, so if you're if you're walking in on a conversation, uh, I guess Stinky Pete is there too, because Stinky Pete has afternoon meal cleanup. Maybe he's there, maybe he's not. It doesn't matter. Anyway, if you're coming in on this conversation, I'll say, and then, and then this fifty foot ghost death knot thing grabbed Falcus by his toe and threw him across the room. Now being, you know, I'm just worried about Falcus, right? Oh, but I just took that, this, oh, I love this axe here. And, uh, and just woof, 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 and saved the day and saved everyone in there. And poor, poor Ari, she didn't know what to do. All, All she could do was start a fire and and th- then it was over. But I don't know what the two of them would have done without me there. That th- they'd have been dead for sure, with with Falcus sticking his hands in magic boxes and Ari sticking her feet in magic uh, rugs. Whew, they don't know how to be careful for nothing. He's listening to you go through all this with the patience of a friend who has sat through a lot of over-exaggerated bar stories. Um, and it's clear to you that he knows that that's not true. But <laughs> it's also clear to you that he just enjoys like listening to you tell the story. And as you wrap it up, he goes... Boy, I gotta tell you, it's really good that they had you there to pull them out of the fire like that. I don't know what they would have done without you. You're right. You you and that axe, man, just saving the day. Good for you, man. All the time. But hey, you know what? Um, Pretty soon I gotta get, you know, get get back on duty. You you think tomorrow or the next day or sometime you can teach me some of that, uh, some of that good cooking? Well, I mean, I can show you how I do it, but you know, it's uh, it's some of it's the technique, but some of it's the the special ingredients. Remember, like we talked about, so it can be it's sure gonna be thing, hard sure for you thing. to pull off just out in the in the wherevers. I think I can get a hold of special ingredients. No kidding. But we can talk about that tomorrow. Well, all right. I look forward to it. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I got an idea. Maybe tomorrow. Hmm. I got a little bit. Yeah, I got a little bit of uh, of some good steaks that we've been, you know, set aside for. Uh, you know, well, we got fresh food, but we also got like you know preserved food. But we've only been out on the water for a day or two, so they're still good. Everything, everything is still in the cold box. Um, I'm thinking maybe tomorrow we pull out the steaks and I show you the. Uh, remember the remember that recipe from Half Hill. 
that we used to that I used to make with the with the with the Brandon iron and everything. I think maybe tomorrow. A Brandon burger. I think maybe tomorrow we'll put together some uh, some battle burgers. All right. Well, I can't. I can't wait to get them branded burgers in my belly, and but mostly I just want to know how how to make them. Ooh, yeah. So all, all right then. Yeah, a couple of battle burgers do us good. Do us good. All right, we'll do it. No problem. Sir. That's it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you guys have this conversation. Um, you know, and you you're. It's not just like, hey, I wanted to tell you this story and there's a battle. Like it was this long and flowing conversation about like, and every both of you are like one upping each other on the next story and everything else. It takes some time, and it gets to the point now where we're actually transitioning closer into the evening shift. Unless there was anything else anyone wanted to do during the afternoon. Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, at the start of the evening shift, we're going to need Butch on lookout. Um, and uh, Two-Toed Ping is going to go into the kitchen to hang out with Billy. Um, while Butch is on lookout, Ari and Falkus, do you guys have anything specific you're trying to do? Uh, yeah, so I was just going to be hanging out on deck, uh, waiting for Ari to come off shift and Butch to, to take over for Ari. Um, I'd like to get the two of them together. Thinking about what all happened and maybe some of the next steps that we should be taking here on the ship. Especially with the captain being the way he is. He's he's a danger to all of us. Okay. Well, I am on lookout, but it is not you know, my tradition <laughs> to uh, go up into the crow's nest, generally. I usually take the uh, lookout from below. I'll, I'll like, uh, catch Butch's eye and kind of do a little head nod to, like, come, come over here. Come, come over here. Where, where are you? We're on the bow. Oh, let me just, let me just scroll a little bit. There we go. There we go. The bow is a really good place for that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anybody else over here except for Ari, so I figured this was a good spot to catch up. Okay. And I'm, I'm solidly with my arms crossed like like looking the, the bow is a good place uh to be looking from the back and to the left and to the right to the left, to the left. <laughs> so Ari Butch um you gotta do something about that captain man this this is this is gonna go bad quick for us I think I can't believe he was trying to kill Billy it's gonna go bad for Billy too before long I mean, if, if anything happens with, with us, it's going to go right back to Billy. We're going to have to... I wonder if we can redirect some of Captain's anger towards um, other people. Um, I mean... Well, didn't Jackson bring someone on? Uh, yeah. Where was it? Two-toed? Was it two-toed? Two-toed ping. He brought Two-Toed Ping on? Yeah. Yeah, it's Two-Toed Ping and Jackson are thick as thieves. <laughs> part, part, part my uh, language there, but I didn't, because they are thieves, but I bet Two-Toed Ping is real upset right now. I would imagine for sure watching, watching your best friend, I would suppose best friend, or friend in general, being murdered. Do you get the feeling the captain knew more about that island than he was letting on? Probably. I mean, that admiral was quite the racist human, for sure. Could we use that? I mean, Jackson was a human. That just He was. Could we use their humanness against them? It's not a bad idea. Um... Uh... Looks like you already um, you've already gotten some some cool some some kudo points with Lumpaw there this morning, helping him clean up the deck. And I mean, you talked with Tilbur too. Yeah, knowing knowing Tilbur, I, I you know gotta make some friends in, in certain places. So I slipped him a a gold and a gem from the island. So uh, we got we got that going for us. Wait a minute, you're talking about. Talking about how uh, we have these writings that 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 say that that humans are the only race that you know does any good, but but none of us are humans. I mean, I'm sorry, Ari, but 
I guess you used to be, but you're something a little extra these days. Uh, two, two toads, a human. So, you know what, guys? I think I've got an idea. Um, Ari, uh, let me think on this a little bit. Um, Ari, come meet me up here on deck when I, uh, relieve Butch for my overnight shift. I think I got something for you to do this evening. Okie dokie. Oh, alright. Well, um, at the end of my shift, I'm just gonna, unless, unless... Is there any more that anyone needs to do at, like, before the shift change? I mean, I'm guessing we're all gonna eat and stuff, and, um... I'll probably go rest not knowing what Falcus has planned for me, so I'll probably eat and just go, like, lay down, since normally I sleep during her shift, his shift. And I'll, I'll go where I would be overnight. I'm just gonna go to the, uh, to the beds. Crew quarters. All right. So... Uh, we just got done uh, potty break, so I a little kind of forget exactly where we were. I think we were, we were at the end of the evening shift, start a night shift, or are we yes. before that? Um, Falcus is getting ready to talk to me. I met with um, Ari and Butch during Ari's shift change to Butch and kind of laid down that I had some thoughts. I needed some time to think about it, but I had some some ideas. I'll meet you guys back here um, when I relieve Butch. Okay, so we're, then we're going to push straight. There isn't anything else that we want to do before the nighttime shift. I don't think so. Okay. Um, at this point, pretty good estimate that you've got about another day and a half or so on the water before you get back to Stranglethorn. Um, and at the start of the night shift, Falkus is going to take over uh, the night watch. And everyone else at this point is starting to head toward crew quarters to bed down for the evening. So I'll head I'm in bed. Uh, before Butch leaves the deck, um, Ari was meeting us up here one more time. Okay. Where's Butch? But with me? Yep. Yes. Oh. I'm not in bed. Not yet. Because you're... I was relieving you from your shift, and at that time, Ari was going to meet up with us uh, right before we finished our shift change. Okay. Alright, guys. So, I was thinking about this a bit. Um, obviously, the blood sales started off as being a completely human racist bunch of folks against all, all the other races. Um, and how having... and obviously there's lots of uh, non-humans on this boat. Yeah, so there's a couple humans left considering Jackson's unfortunate demise. Um, I think we could use this to our advantage. Um, I'm going to work on writing a letter tonight, uh, much in the same tone as the racist admiral and I'm gonna leave it in one of the other humans bunks um, after my morning or after my shift alright this is where you come in uh, while everybody's sleeping tonight I need you to go down in the cargo hold okay and make a little bit of a mess but redirect that mess towards the humans. I think you I think you've got a, a way to do that. Um, being technically the only other human on this ship. Um, but I think we could put some of the pointing fingers towards this this little bit of uh, mess down there towards the humans. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, 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 now I'm following what you want to do, but to what end? Basically turn the rest of the ship against the remaining humans. I mean, we can <sighs> really cause cause some havoc here. Um, but we, we also need to get the rest of the crew on our side because 
that captain is vicious and he's going to do a number on the three of us. We need all the help we can get to take him down. But, you know, we wanted to basically hand the ship over to, to Billy, don't we? And if we can get the non-humans on our side, he'll have a crew with him, too. Okay, 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 okay. So what you're trying to do is, is poke them off one by one. Um, now, there are two uh, other humans on this sh- ship. There is Stinky Pete, and he seems okay, and I don't, I don't think he's been on this ship that long. And then there's Two-Toed Pang. He's already tied to Jackson, and Jackson's already got a lot of, you know, there's a lot around him already, considering the fact that he is... There was a reason he was trying to sneak the acid. We might not know what that is, but there was a reason. (laughs) I just remembered why they called him (laughs) Two-Toed Pang. He's got two extra toes, not only two toes. Okay. (laughs) Um... That's that's where the letter comes in play. I'm I'm thinking I can I can forge a pretty convincing letter. Um, it, you know, having having the reference of those admirals' logs, I still got those books. So having the reference of those admirals' logs, I can probably draft up something pretty good to to leave in one of their bunks. So after Ari, after whatever you 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 do, then I'll give like a little little wink-wink down in, in, in the cargo hold there. The redirections should be towards those guys, and they'll find hopefully they'll find that letter. Um, and that's gonna really burn them. Good. Is there a way we can we can make it seem like maybe the captain's involved with this? Maybe not name him out, but like insinuate or imply? Because we really want to get the rest of the crew on our side. We want them suspicious of not only the humans, but the captain has to go. I think I can... Yeah, probably in the letter. Okay. So, somehow uh, uh, implicate you know somebody else in, in, in as part of their group. Obviously, Jackson, uh, Tuto Ping, and Stinky Pete. If, if if the letter is is from the point of view of the two remaining humans, and or actually no, the, the I think the letter should be maybe from the point of view of Jackson since he can't really he can't really um, defend himself defend himself anymore <laughs> uh, on that letter. Like that letter was to Stinky Pete or Tuto Ping, and implicating that there's a fourth. One, that even though he's not human, you know, they obviously want to be on the captain's good side. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, you want to take out, you want to take out the humans and and implicate the captain at the same time. Not going to be easy, but uh, that's where we each got, you know, a a part in this. Um, But that's going to lead to something... um, uh, need you to, to, to head off Billy, though, at some point, too. Okay, I imagine Billy's snoring real loud by now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and get that grub that uh, is set out for those those of us who, who've been working. And then I, I suppose I'm just gonna head down like normal and bunk up. Well, we'll see once the dust settles in the morning. Um, and we'll take the next steps after that. So hopefully, hopefully this kind of pans out in our favor. Well, Ari, good luck. I am getting permission to create chaos, which does not happen often. So I, I am excited for this. Well, while you're creating chaos, I'm going to be sawing wood. All right. Uh, Good sleep, Butch. Ari, you know what to do. Keep quiet. Um, I'm going to head up to the crow's nest and uh, start drafting this letter. Okay. Drafting. So do you have what you would need to do that? Like, do you have equipment for letter making? It's oh, you have diplomats the diplomats pack. Diplomats. Dipl- diplomats pack and right. everything. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then that is possible. Um, go ahead and <laughs> roll. Are you proficient with deception? I have a black dot in it. Then yes. I don't have expertise, but I have proficiency. Right. Okay. So roll an intelligence check 
and add your proficiency bonus um, to find out how well you do for a um, a, a properly like a, 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 a believable forged letter. I rolled a 14 on my intelligence check, plus 2 for my proficiency bonus for a total of 16. Okay. Out of curiosity, would this have been a situation where I could have gotten um, Bardic Inspiration to help on my roll? Bardic Inspiration, does that work for ability checks? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, as a bonus action, a creature with an... Uh, wait, what does it do? For 10 minutes, the creature can add it to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Then yeah, you could have. I just wanted... Know that. I, that's why I brought it up, because I just <laughs> want to make sure that we're we're synergizing and we're using our abilities, because that would have been a major one to use at that time. Right. Um, okay, do you do anything else while you're on your night watch? Nope, just drafting that letter and keeping watch as I need to be. Okay. So then at this point, Ari is on a mission now. Uh, yes. what, are you, what are you doing? So I'm just going to be hanging out in that little area outside the crew quarters, just kind of waiting for everyone to go to sleep. So I'm assuming they'll be asleep. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they're all in there. They're bedded down. Okay. Um, they've been in there for a little while. It's starting to get to the point where you're pretty convinced that everybody's asleep. Perfect. So then, then I'm going to go down to the bottom and, um, Okay, so I am really excited for this. So my mission is to create some chaos in here while making it look like the humans. So what I'm going to do is I take my boots off at the top of the stairs. Because um, I've been thinking about this and my plan is I also am a human. So I have the features of a human, which means as I'm walking around and things like that, my feet will match that of, you know, two-toed ping and stinkies. Obviously, um, I'm a little bit smaller, but I'm going to do this in a way where, like, it's you can't actually see a full print. Like, you have a heel here, some toes here, enough that you can be like, okay, these are feet prints. I have to be quiet, though. So I'm setting the stage for what I'm doing, and then I will tell you what's also happening while this is going on. Um, what I would like to do is just, like, butt bump things and have them knock over and scatter but I can't do that because I'll make too much noise. So I'm fairly gently pushing things over. Sometimes I have to take things out of the crate to do it, like weapons or things, and then put them on the ground so it's nice and quiet because I don't want to wake up the crew. Um, I'm taking the gunpowder. I'm assuming there's probably a couple barrels of gunpowder or oh, containers. Yeah. Okay. Some of it I am like putting water in so it's, it's not usable at all or anything like that. Some of it I'm taking and... Um, Kind of like a little kid when they get sand at the beach and you say, don't throw sand. I'm picking it up and just cascading it everywhere, like <laughs> dancing around in it, sliding in it. So the feet print are there. Um, and then every now and then I'll kind of look at a footprint and I'll like smudge it a little bit and take my little pinky and like add an extra toe. <laughs> Very obvious that it's two-toed pink. I have thought this out well okay. and hard. Um and then, like I said, carefully knocking off crates. This is a lot of work to make a mess because I have to be so quiet about it. So sometimes, like I said, I have to empty a container before I can knock it over and scatter things. And while this is happening, Ari has decided that she is going to sing a song that she's made up on her own um, while, while this is going on. So as I'm doing this, I'm very quietly. Sometimes I forget and I go a little loud, but never louder than the ocean, I would say. So I can still hear the waves. And so uh, I am just dancing around and going, There once was a lass on a pirate ship sailing across the great old sea. One day she woke realizing this wasn't where she was meant to be. So she gathered two from the crew that she knew to help her dreams come true. Whoa, ho, one by one, they took out the crew just for fun. Whoa, ho, two by two, they took out the rest of the pirate crew. For you see, the only love of this lass was the sea. So she wanted to be free, to sail wherever she pleased. So her dreams did come true, and now she had a small loyal crew and could spend her day sailing, enjoying the ocean's view. Whoa, ho, one by one, they took out the crew just for fun. Whoa, ho, two by two, they took out the rest of the pirate's crew. Whoa, ho, one by one. 
She took out the crew just for fun. Whoa, ho, two by two. She took out the rest of this pirate crew so her dreams could come true. I'm like shaking because that was so bad. I've never sang in front of anyone before. So, yes. <laughs> Super. Are you kidding me? Super yeah. good. So That was adorable. I love it. Did you write that? I did. It took about 10 minutes to, to write it down and get the like verses right. And then probably another 20 or 30 to like get the tune and the singing and stuff. So, yeah, Dude, I did that one. That's super bardic. That's rad. So that's what she's singing. Um, and thematic. Yeah, I'm still shaking really bad. Whew. Ari, that was awesome. Um, you get DM inspiration for that without question. Um Okay, so normally in a situation like this, you're trying to basically trying to plant evidence. You're trying to frame somebody. Um, that would be no, t- there. There's a there's an element of deception to that. But again, we're not u- you're not using charisma for that. Go ahead and roll a dexterity check and add. You get like triple proficiency or some nonsense with deception. What do you have? Uh, deception, I just have regular proficiency. That's it. Okay. Um, then yeah, at, I don't see deception on the, oh yeah. Okay. So add your. It's intimidation that she's got the double whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Go ahead and, um, roll a, de- roll a dexterity check and add okay. your proficiency bonus because you're proficient with deception. And, um. So I rolled. A 14, and then my deception's plus 7. So would that be a 21 altogether? No, your deception is plus 7 oh, no, because you have a plus, plus 5 in charisma. I rolled a 16 then. I got this now. Wait, why is your deception 7? Oh, I keep looking because... at initiative like it's proficiency. So yeah, you're... No, it's plus 2. So you have a 16 total. So I rolled total. a 16. Okay, cool. That was the same as what... Um, yep. Falkus <laughs> did. Okay, cool. So... This is a pretty convincing this is a pretty convincing destruction of the of the cargo hold. It's so first of all it's obvious that it's all been messed with because there's weapons on the ground and like as you're opening crates you're finding like um you're finding battle axes, you're finding short swords and long swords, you're finding spears, you're finding you know all kinds of different things. Um you open up the powder and you're spilling it everywhere. That the, the dexterity check also would have been part of your trying to be quietness. Um but I mean you know, you've got like a good stealth score and everything too, but we, we can set that aside for now. You did well enough on the dexterity. Um, so there's black powder everywhere. Some of it is soaking wet. Um, and you're doing the thing with the toes to make it look like, um, you know, a human with 12 toes came through here. Okay, great. So now you are covered in soot. Your hands, your feet, your like a lot of your clothing is dirty of black powder. What what happens next? Yeah. So after I am I am done with my work and I am pleased with how it looks and I'm fairly positive that nothing was left of mine, um, I'm going to carefully walk back up the stairs again, looking at the footprints, smudging them if they need to be smudged because again my feet are probably smaller than theirs. As I get to the top, I'm gonna like press to digitate, wiping like brushing off so I leave powder at the top of the stairs, but also like press to digitating um, to clean things as well. Um, I'm not going to clean my feet yet, though. So I'm going to clean all of my clothes. Um, I'm going to kind of grab my boots because I still want to walk. And I know the feet print are going to get more faded, but I still want to walk towards the crew's quarters, leaving those footprints, still smudging, adding a toe, um, maybe taking (laughs) an extra step here or there. So they're not just like two perfect footprints, but so they're look like maybe a couple sets of feet prints. Um, Quietly sneak back into the crew's quarters And that's where I'm going to stop by whoever's bunk is closest to the door, Stinky Pete or or Two-Toed Ping. I don't know whose bunk is closest to the door. Um, But I'm going to stop by theirs first. And um, I'm going to press to digitate my feet so they're clean, but then press to digitate their feet so they are dirty. And then whoever's bunk is next, I'm going to do the same to their feet as well. Okay. Press the digitation for a cantrip. Yep. Okay. Yep. It has that effect. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. That happens. 
that's just now like so and they would be laying in their bunks um they wouldn't be wearing shoes yeah no that makes sense you do that okay then i'm just gonna go lay down and like i, I did my job hey uh ari that might be the most competent thing anyone has done on <laughs> this campaign so far yeah that was that was sharp so that's what happens, and I'm gonna then lay in bed, like all smiley, like Ralph on um, a Christmas story, hugging his BB gun. Like he got his BB gun, he did a job well done, planting the evidence in the wheels. I just, I'm, I'm sitting here hugging my crown, and just <laughs> proud as could be with myself that I did my job. Okay. Um, does well. <laughs> anything else happen over the course of the evening shift? Uh, no, I just continue to do my watch, finish up my letter, um, and uh, yeah, just wait for the captain to relieve me. Captain Shark Tusks is getting more violent by the minute, and our heroes have found their opportunity. They've set to work to point suspicion at the humans on the ship, knowing their relationship to Jackson, originally a member of the Bloodsail Buccaneers. If they can convince the captain that Ari's sabotage was the work of Ping and Pete while befriending Tisha, Lumpaw, and Tilber, will that be enough to take the ship? We'll have to wait to find out next time we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.